0: Happy Star Wars Day! Well, today's not technically May the Fourth, it is Revenge of the Fifth. We are celebrating. We've been celebrating for a couple of days now. So oh, everything Star Wars. And the cool thing about this week is that I actually think since that week in December where you had the Rise of Skywalker come out and the, like the Mandalorian and everything going on, this is the most exciting Star Wars has been. Has been this week. It's a little bittersweet though. Yeah, but start off with the finale of the clone wars and while i've seen episodes you know i'm working my way through it i'm gonna pass this one over to you guys because you have a lot of strong feelings about what's going
1: on the finale. i forgot that you haven't seen the whole series yet how <laughs> working on it what is it what is it like to watch the end but now i haven't finished did. I'm a jerk and I
0: completely watched the last episode. But...
1: <laughs> well, before I get into how I feel, what did it feel like seeing that but not having so seen the whole series? But
0: an and I'm rewatching it again.
1: Because I started watching it a while
0: ago. Now I'm rewatching it again for the sake of like you know, writing it down and doing like posts about each episode as I'm watching. Yeah. And I got and I knew Maul came back. I got I got that far. Like Maul okay. came back and his brother did whatever he did, and I got through the the Mortis arc. Like, I got through all of that. I did see all of that. So, a okay.
1: lot of it. Yeah. But I did not see like seasons five and six. So. Okay, you know, like the most important ones for this, for the last yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see all the
0: good stuff. I saw, yeah. you know, seeing like, Owner's oh, still trying to find its footing. Having said that, I get the impact of Ahsoka. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. like I understand it. Yeah. She's and I, I actually appreciate her character and I and I and I feel like I came into the Clone Wars knowing what she meant, so I kind of looked at her beginning a little differently than others. So like other people are like, oh, this cranky teenager, nobody wants her. I'm like, cool, look at this cool new character. Oh, she's yeah. oh she's so she's so snarky I love it <laughs> you because know, I know she becomes this bigger character yeah down the line having said that well I did not cry at the finale oh. um it wasn't it was still intense like it was crazy because you know what happens but you don't know how it happens like I'm honestly like I'm at the edge of my seat just sitting there and I'm like my goodness like how are how are how are they going to do
1: it? well yeah I think going into this like as long as you have like a basic idea of like the relationship between Ahsoka and Rex and, like, kind of how Maul fits into that. Uh, you know, that's really all you need, I guess. But, like, having watched the whole series, so I had not... I had seen, like, episodes here and there when it was actually airing. I remember I would watch it, like, just whenever I happened to find it a while ago. Um, and then... Was it... I must have been a couple of years ago now. I watched the entire thing straight through for the first time. And I really, really liked it, and it was super impactful, and I liked it, but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to ever watch it again. And then this past year, when uh, I was doing a full rewatch of all the Skywalker saga things before the uh, last movie came out, I watched it again. And this time, I had had seen Rebels, which I hadn't seen before. So knowing where Ahsoka ends up, it was a lot more interesting to me um, to see the whole thing Play out, you know, from the beginning. So I was really ready for the season. We knew it was gonna hurt. We knew what was coming, but like you said, we didn't know how it was gonna happen. We just knew it was going to. I have not cried this much in a 24-hour, 48-hour period ever in my life. I don't think. I, you know what? I think it might be a good thing that I underestimated how this was going to hit me because it hit me hard. And I, I was wrecked, and I still am. I'm feel, I'm feeling a lot better now than I was this morning and yesterday, but this morning when I woke up, I was just, like, devastated. And I was like, part of me was like, this is just a show, right? But it's this show technically has been in our lives for 12 years, and we have really gotten to know these characters, and we know the impact they have on the bigger story, and We're just very, very connected with them. I I don't, I think I really lost it. The first time that I've seen the last episode all the way through, I think twice now, and I've watched the last five minutes about six times. I think the first time I really lost it when the ship was going down and Rex was trying to get her into the Y-Wing, because I just had this moment where I was like, these two have to stay together, like they're going to meet again. But like, this is so stressed. I was so stressed out. But, man, those helmets and just the fact that she went through all that she went through. And uh, a lot of people were, like, skeptical of um, her first arc in the season with the Martez sisters. And everyone was kind of or A lot of people were like, you know, what does this mean? How does this play into, like, the bigger story? Well, I was thinking about it today. And that's where, like, a lot of her compassion comes from. You know, that arc was really showing us, like, look how compassionate she is toward Everyone, not just other Jedi, not just people that she knows, but total strangers who have nothing in common with her, who she doesn't even necessarily agree with, who might be doing reckless things. You know, she has compassion for everyone, and, you know, even these clones, you know, she's going to do whatever she has to do to honor them because that's who she is. It hurts a lot. Like, if you think about it, it's been like all leading up to this. What do you think about how closely? this uh, this last four episodes aligned with Revenge of the Sith like because they made it very clear like where you were in the movie each episode what did you think about that
0: you know I I liked it you know that there is a crossover I actually saw somebody's tweet today where they they said something like I watched Revenge of the Sith but not straight zero like like here's the order of how to watch it mm-hmm. and it was like Revenge of the Sith up to like the 15 minute mark somewhere right there and then episode eight. And then watch nine rather. And then like this many minutes over of of the sixth. And then you watch episode ten. And then this many minutes and then episode eleven. And then this many minutes <laughs> and then episode twelve. Oh, finale, So that you're getting like exactly everything that's going on simultaneously as oh. as it's happening. And I thought it was so interesting and like I actually almost shared it with our group Slack channel. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that might be a little too much for everybody, but um, I thought that w- I thought that was really cool. And I and one thing I got out of it though, and not just the final. I'm talking about like eight, nine, 9, mm-hmm. ten, eleven, twelve. That yeah. It was such a masterful story. Yeah. Just the way it was shot and. And I say shot because that's what it was like. It was like watching a live-action movie because yeah. just the like the angles that were taken and how beautiful it was done. Like I don't even have a I, like it was it was so well done from a technical aspect. Like aspect too. It. it wasn't just about okay these characters are great. It was how the story was, the visuals that were used. And I actually found that fascinating. Like I was. It was kind of literally stopped and I was like that's a kind of shot like you only see in a live action. The fact that they would use that in like in the animation. And I know the animation so much better now than it was, you know, when during the initial airings,
1: but to me it was so like I was so into that. And like that combined with like the score, the music, it just all fit together so well and like I can't believe how beautiful it is because yeah it's this is like an ending and this four-part thing is like almost essentially like a movie that you're just watching to like end all of this and it's so tragic but it is so amazing to experience at the same time I'm very confused with my emotions right now because (laughs) I'm heartbroken but like I'm so in love with what I've just seen so it's like what what are we even feeling right now no one knows It's like it's bittersweet, you know. It's yeah. You're you're happy and thrilled
0: that you got to experience it, but it's like I got to experience it at what
1: cost? It's the end. (laughs) Yeah. I think this experience, what added to it was watching it along with everyone else and kind of experiencing it as it was happening. I can't imagine like if you were watching this like a year from now, when everyone had already seen it and like the whole you know, discussion around it was kind of not happening anymore. Yeah, you would feel emotional and it would hit you in the same way. But, like, I think my favorite part of this is, like, I finished the episode and then I was able to, like, go and talk to people about it and kind of say, like, this is what I thought of this. And people pointing things out that you might not have noticed. And everyone just kind of <laughs> grieving together. Um, This is what I love about Star Wars also being a community is because if you find the right spaces, there are people who are just just... Like you and on your same same wavelength, and you know everyone wants to just talk about it and feel it all at the same time. I love that.
0: Definitely. I mean, I was like I said, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I'm just seeing what it means to people. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who their first taste of Star Wars was actually from this series. Yeah. You know, like there just there was no movies. You know, the movies at that point were done. You know it, There was no announcement of any new movies, so. You know, it's like you're flipping through the channels and you land on the cartoon network and you're like, oh, cool. Star Wars, you know, and you start yeah. checking it out. Suddenly these characters take on a whole new meaning and like a whole new life for you. And a lot of people, like I said, they they grew up with this. This was their first, you know, step into the Star Wars space. So now to see that ending, to have that end, even though I kind of thought it was over. <laughs> yeah. Back, and in such an amazing way. I mean... I think they did it's like one of those things like you always worry are they going to stick the finale and Mm -hmm. they I don't even know how they could have done a better job. It was it
1: was perfect. Absolutely. And I we are so fortunate to have gotten this, you know, because it got canceled and then they had they had like the half of the sixth season that they released on Netflix. So like it ended again. And then all of a sudden, surprise, we get one last season and I am so glad that we got this. I am so glad that they were able to finish this story because like Revenge of the Sith and like Rebels and everything else means so much more to me now that I've seen. Because Order 66 for me is always, it's always the part of the movie where I cry. It's always, you know, the part where just my heart is totally broken. But like now we're seeing it from a different perspective from the point of view of two different characters, and it's almost worse. <laughs> um yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it just, it, it changes so much that, you know, it's like reviving the prequels for me. I'm like, I want to watch them all again. Like I said, it didn't hit
0: me the way it hit other people just because I haven't seen, I haven't seen Rebels either. So there's that. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, you have. <laughs> but I know some, what
0: happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, but still, you have, you have some catching up to do. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's
0: a yay quarantine, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, Disney Plus gave gave them the perfect vehicle for this because it was tough to see how they would bring back, the film out, you know. I mean, I know they did Star Wars Resistance. Um, it wasn't as well received, and it was it was weird because it was only like a two purposely like a two season show like cartoon. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Um, but Disney Plus gave them the perfect vehicle for this. Um, they need new content. You have a built-in audience. You have these people who want to watch it. So it was like I said, it was, it was to me like if I'm sitting in the Disney, Lucasfilm boardroom and say, hey, what next can we put on Disney Plus? Like this is a no-brain. Obviously, it was the right answer. What I would like for them to do is almost like release the last four episodes as like no cuts in between. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's a two-hour finale. Oh man! Down the road,
1: but I think that'd be fun. That would be really, really cool. I would love that. Just because, like, I'm curious to like because it feels like a movie now. Like, a, um, last night I watched all four episodes in a row, and it felt like, you know, kind of the ex- experience. But like, if it were like formatted as an actual movie, I wonder how that would. Feel like would it change your experience? Probably would it hurt more? Probably would that be okay? You know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, here's my question
0: for you, because as somebody who has not seen Rebels, and while I know like the overall stuff that have happened, I am not aware of some of the nuanced things that happened in Rebels. So I mm-hmm. do know that Ahsoka and Darth Vader meet up again in Rebels. However, yeah. so at the end of the Clone Wars finale. When Darth Vader shows up, which mm-hmm. is every time you see Darth Vader on the screen, it doesn't matter what he's doing, it's so intense. It seriously is. But he picks up Ahsoka's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and I guess my question is, is does he think she's dead, or does he know she's still alive?
1: I think people are interpreting this in different ways because we haven't gotten like a confirmation, but the way I looked at it when I first saw it was um you know the purpose of them doing the gravesite was to basically according to the novel at least that's the only confirmation that we definitely have um was to fake their deaths and to say like we are no longer here we don't exist by the time he got there you know most of it was covered so he couldn't like guess that she had buried all of them and that she was alive um what i got from it was he does think that she is dead. And in that moment where you see him like look up and you can see his face or you can see his eyes, uh, that's kind of him like saying like, I did this, like this is my fault. Because, you know, at that point, I feel like he still kind of has that connection with her a little bit because he they didn't really get a goodbye. Like they said goodbye, but it was kind of like, hey, I'll see you later kind of thing. Um, so I think in that moment, at least for me, he was kind of like, I caused all of this death like, this is me. I did this. And that's just him, like, descending further into dark side times. So, yeah, I think at least what I got from it is he does believe that she is no longer alive.
0: And, okay. And and I'm, like, I didn't know how to interpret it. Like, I could actually like, see both sides. But because but then my question is so many times throughout the movies and everything, somebody dies we halfway across the galaxy and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, somebody died, you know? It's like, wouldn't he have felt it if she was
1: dead? So I am rereading the Ahsoka novel because I can't not at this point like I need to deal with my feelings somehow and this is how I'm doing it. And very near the beginning, because I haven't gotten very far, she mentions that she can no longer feel Anakin, like his presence. It, he she doesn't feel him anymore. I would assume that that means that it's the other way around. I think be- I would assume because. He is no longer Anakin Skywalker. Like he's officially like renounced that. That, in addition to probably her cutting her cutting herself off from him, symbolized maybe by her dropping the lightsaber. I would assume that meant like they have cut their own connections off from each other, so they can't sense each other at least until Re- Rebels. But you might it's you have
0: a little Luke cut himself off from the force like in Last Jedi so maybe if you can like sort of selectively cut yourself off I'm not sure if that's how it many... I have no clue how the force works it does uh, anyone i <laughs> will say this having watched The Man the Book of Boba and the sense the mm-hmm. of Force, it happens in the first episode but they speak a lot about Dave Filoni and the fascinating thing to me is that they say like essentially Dave Filoni is almost an extension of George Lucas if yeah. you need to un- understand anything about Star Wars, how the Force works or anything like that, and you don't have George Lucas there, Dave Filoni, I wouldn't even say he's the next be- best option. He is like the perfect person to ask. So yeah. I feel confident that in however it was done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Dave Filoni would make sure that, it, you know, however the Force is used and however, yeah. you know, George Lucas imagined it being, it was done in the right way.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, George Lucas taught him so much, like, in the development of this series and just, like, with everything. Like, there, I mean, there's a reason that um, the storytelling, you know, in this show, especially in this last arc, is as good as it is. It's because Dave Filoni doesn't just understand Star Wars. He just, like, it is, like, part of him. And you can, you see that through the stories that he tells. It's amazing to me. I could go on for hours about this. (laughs) I agree. I love the storytelling. Like, you were talking earlier about, like, you
0: know, the arcs earlier. when And people were, like, questioning that arc. But, you know, Hero was to show her compassion, Ahsoka's compassion. And it reminds me, like, somewhat of The Mandalorian in the sense that things happen that you may not understand. But eventually they all wrap up to tell the story. And it's almost like there's no
1: wasted storytelling.
0: At least that's how I feel. About
1: it oh yeah i i mean i said from the beginning of this season that like everything that happens is for a reason and in my head that is still the case
0: i agree with your head
1: <laughs> yay oh. <laughs> now what are you gonna do? oh uh, i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean you're reading you're rereading the ahsoka book so there's that you know speaking of book i'm just throwing this out there. i'm actually reading the leia book right now
1: oh but that's like, such a good one yeah.
0: I just started reading that a couple of days ago. I'm just throwing that out there. Just for, just, just for fun. Don't get out there. <laughs> next
1: and, next you know, time. Emily next... and Haldell. They were friends since they were kids. Cool. Yes. <laughs> next time you'll have to uh, give us a brief uh, synopsis of how you feel when you're done with it. Because it's I'm, really good. I'm not too far. I'm from a
0: little far. far. <laughs> yeah. Third of the way through. Which uh, she winds up on Crate. I'm like, oh, Crate. I know that place. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so back to that. So, so the question is, what are you going to do now? Uh, Well, I am reading the Sorry. Ahsoka book. I am writing a lot of articles because, like, I can't turn my brain off right now. And this is just apparently how I deal with my feelings. And then I think I'm going to rewatch Rebels because I can. And I want to, I'm really curious to see if, like, because not all of Rebels like totally connects back to Ahsoka like she's in it and she's important at very key points, but it's not she's not like the main character. I mean she is fulcrum, so like it's all interconnected. But um, I'm curious to see if like how different that experience is of watching it is now that the Clone Wars is actually finished and like that emotional weight is there. So we'll see. I might do that. What do you think of her potentially being in The Mandalorian? I would lose my mind in a good way. You know, a lot of there's a lot of uh, debate about whether or not there should be a live action version of her. um to me, doesn't matter. Same character, just different medium. I'm all for it. Same thing if she were in the Casian series. Who knows? We'll see the fact that we've now seen the Dark Sabre in the Mandalorian. There has to be some kind of connection to something from the Clone Wars because, it's number one, it's been referenced. He referenced it directly. But my theory is that, you know, she's still out there. We don't know where she is at this point in the timeline yet, but Baby Yoda... A child, whatever we're calling him. Apparently he has a name. We don't know it. He's got to go find some Force-sensitive someone somewhere. So maybe she shows up at some point. Someone has to reclaim that Darksaber, okay? We don't know who it's going to be, but maybe <laughs> maybe it's Ahsoka. I don't know. Sabine, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, all of the above. All of the above would be just fine with me. That's all I'm saying. It's trio of women who are going to destroy Moff Gideon. Yes, please. That's a whole new series. (laughs) I mean, I would watch it 10,000 times over. Give it to me. Give me all of it. That was not the only thing that happened on Star Wars Day.
0: Um, Next up, we're going to talk about the big news that Disney revealed. You know, it was funny because there was... Like the, it was mentioned, I didn't want to say like November, December, and it was like, oh, in January, you're going to get news about the next Star Wars movie. And January came, February came, and March and April, no news. (laughs) Nope. Nothing. Like, there was, like, not even good, not even good rumors. Like, honestly, there was nothing. Yeah. And then Star Wars, actually, there was the one rumor, and then the rumor turned out to be true. That Taika Waititi, fresh off his Oscar win Woo! for JoJo Ryan, is going to be directing and co-writing a new Star Wars movie ah! for, for theatrical release. It needs to be noted because this is not going initially on Disney Plus. From one to 10, one being meh, 10 being amazing.
1: How excited are you for this news? Mm you know what, I'm going to say a seven right now just because like my brain is all over the place and I'm still like in Clone Wars land over here. So like I'm super excited, but like it hasn't like fully registered in my brain yet that this is happening. But I loved I everything that I've seen him direct. I have absolutely loved. I love his style. I love the way that his movies, you know, play out and how they're a combination of like serious, like rough stuff, but they make you laugh or, you know, they make you feel things. <laughs> there was this rumor that he was going to do something Star Wars and we we're all kind of like, eh, we don't know that. But now that it's happening, I'm kind of like, yeah, that works. Like, that's fine with me. Um, We don't know anything else about it, but I think that's a good thing. I think we all need time to kind of just like be excited about the fact that we're getting a new Star Wars movie. Like, okay, back up for a second. Don't even worry about who's directing it. Hello, we're getting another Star Wars movie. Like it's confirmed it's happening like pretty soon in terms of like, you know, movie news and when they come out relative to, to that. I'm you know, I am excited. What do you think? I think it's great. I do. I actually
0: I I love him. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um he's always seem same thing. Like he does these like fun, fantastic movies and like and I do. I think my favorite part about them is that he likes to have fun. Yeah, and I think that's certainly very important. I'm looking because it's not, and it's 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 him, but he's co-writing it with the woman who also co-wrote 1917, another critically acclaimed movie, which is fantastic. And and now I feel like a jerk for not knowing her name. I had it. Where'd it go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh. Ah. I'm like, I had it. Here we go. Christy Wilson Carnes. Yes. So she also co wrote 1917, which, you know, was lauded as one of the best movies of last year. So you have these two fantastic writers. Mm -hmm. Because if you've seen, obviously, Jojo Rabbit or any other of TD's work, you're like, yes. Here's my only concern. And it's a big one
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's a Lucasfilm. Because. You know, we got, when Solo was happening, you know, we, you had Lord and Miller, who were also these, like, fun, want to make things silly, kind of, well, not silly, silly, but like in a way, mm-hmm. and that got scrapped. And then you got a very safe movie from Ron Howard. It was a fine movie. I liked it. I didn't have yeah. any major glaring issues with it, but it felt very safe. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok didn't really fit the mold of other Marvel movies, and I liked that yeah and i enjoyed it and i'm hoping that you know because then you had the game of thrones showrunners who i was not a fan of anyway so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm okay that they're not part of this but you know there was that whole pr blitz after they left the star wars project of how you know kathleen kennedy is too involved and lucasfilm didn't want them to let them do their things and blah 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 blah. i looked at all that as all pr by the way like i didn't I didn't know, oh, because there was, and there was like, because it was all, you know, unnamed sources, this and that. And it's like, come on, like I, I worked in the media for a very long time. I used to be, a, I was a journalist for 15 years. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know how this stuff works. So, but my, but that's my one concern is, will he, will the two of them be allowed to do what they do? And I'm not saying like just go off and do your own thing and be crazy and not follow the Star Wars rules or anything like that. But will they be allowed to bring their takes to Star Wars?
1: I hope so. And yeah, I think that's the reason that my excitement level is not like a 10 is because like these things do happen. Things like this do change. People do part ways on these projects because of creative differences, which could mean, you know, anything, but usually just means like someone wanted to do something, you know, that's a little bit outside of what's normally expected and someone else said, no, we're not going to do that. I think, you know, I think it's time that a little bit more of that, you know, should be allowed. If it's, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars and they know what people like, they know what we're expecting, you know, they know, they know like what the formula of Star Wars is and how far they can push the limit with that. It's okay, you know, (laughs) it's okay if like, it's a little bit outside of what you might consider to be normal. And like, I think now is the time to really accept that, for everyone to accept that, not just, like, the people in charge of making it, but, like, the people, you know, that are are going to be the ones watching it. Like, Star Wars is, it's going to continue to evolve from what it has been, especially now that the Skywalker saga is done, and we're kind of, like, outside of that now. Like, it's time. Yeah, we'll see. I hope that it works out. I really do, because I will be much more excited as it gets closer if, you know, this whole thing stays together and we start to see it like really develop and learn more about it. So,
0: well, we, and we've seen changes too. It's not just, you know, it wasn't just the solo movie. It was also, um, the Cassian Andor series and the Kenobi series. Like they didn't like how the scripts were. So they brought some other people and those got pushed back. So I I appreciate, I'll say this. I appreciate wanting to put out the best possible product oh absolutely but when it's like every single time it gets a little tiresome because then you're like okay it's like you're never you're never gonna achieve perfection unless you're dave filoni with the
1: clone wars finale but yeah it's
0: like where where's the line
1: well part of me because i okay i don't know a lot about how this industry works like behind the scenes but part of me wonders like does this stuff happen all the time across everything and we're just noticing it more or hearing about it more because it's star wars and it's such a big thing and everyone's always talking about it because like i feel like things like you know rewriting scripts and stuff like that i feel like that happens probably i would assume a lot and you just don't hear about it because it's not star wars and like you know people are just all over it all the time maybe it's a combination of things i don't know
0: yeah. I mean undoubtedly there's a bigger lens on it because it is Star Wars. Yeah. And these these are their first live action TV series. Um you didn't have so much of it with The Mandalorian, um, because it seemed that Favreau and Filoni kind of were able to do their thing. Yeah. Um but you're seeing more of it with the other series. Do people do companies or like TV series change showrunners often? Um, I think you see that a lot from season to season. Like, season one was this showrunner. Season two, they have a new showrunner because people either like, get promoted or they move to new projects or they start their own new projects. Um, so I do think you see that a lot. I don't think it gets as much attention. Yeah. Because, like, who really cares? Like, you know, right. you your favorite show. Like, am I really sitting there? I'm like, you know, that that Michael, I didn't really care for his showrunning, but this, you know, this Barbara, she's wonderful. Yeah. Nobody's saying that when they're watching these things. And to be right. I don't even know who the previous person was or Kenobi and who the new person is. Right. I just know that they changed something. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really have an answer to that. I, th- I do think that it is Star Wars and people just, you know, all eyes are on Star Wars. So anything that happens at Lucasfilm gets written about. Then the other bit of news, because it was that, that, that and that's not all. Wait, there's more. <laughs> A new series is coming to Disney. Uh, not many details, but. Initially, there was, I I want to say it was Variety, and it could totally have been somebody else, but I think it was Variety reported that Leslie, I'm I'm getting her name wrong, I apologize, um, will be producing a Disney Plus series. And she did the show Russian Dolls, which was, you know, got really great reviews and attention. I have never seen it, so I can't give you my opinion, but I know, you know, out in the the world, people had really good, nice things to say about it. So Lucasfilm confirmed that is happening. There's no dates. There's no nothing with it. Like literally, she's working on a. Pro- it was like almost like a throwaway line in their announcement about like YT carns. like, yep, she, oh yeah, and this is happening. Um, but part of the initial Variety report was that her series is going to be very female driven. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you have the next, the first three series, the Mandalorian, and Cassie Nander, and Kenobi. Obviously, the leads are all men. And in this case, is saying that there's going to be a very female centric cast in this one. I don't know if it's with people we know already or new characters. I mean, again, That was that's
1: literally all of the news that's out there. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they confirmed this, even if it's just like we don't have any information. But I'm glad they kind of just said like, hey, this is happening, because now it's not a rumor anymore, and people can kind of speculate about it a little bit more and not go too crazy with it because we know what's happening. We just don't know anything yet. I'm excited for this. I think any at this point, like Star Wars TV is going to be super important now, just because we're not getting like, definitely not getting like regular movies, you know, especially that are like part of a saga where. You kind of know what's coming next. Shows are going to come out a lot more regularly than movies. I'm really excited to see like where this goes. And like we already have so much, you know, coming up on Disney Plus already with Star Wars. So to know that like this is continuing and this is not just like a trend, like we're just going to keep getting more Disney Plus Star Wars things. That's exciting to me because then it's like Star Wars definitely never ends. We'll always have something to talk about and be excited about and speculate about. And I love that. I love, like, not really knowing what's coming, but knowing that something is coming, because then, like, you have something to look forward to. And who knows? I mean, one of the new series could be an Ahsoka Tano
0: live action. I mean, that was a sort of nugget in, like, this, like, weird little roundup, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter had put together. There was, like, literally, it was, like, it's, like, 80 things on a sheet, and then, like, one little thing was, like, oh, rumor has it that Ahsoka appearing in the Mandalorian could be, like, a backdoor pilot for her show. And I'm, like, okay
1: well fascinating that would be fine with me give me um you know the ahsoka sabine adventures and they can just you know go off and do whatever they do all over the galaxy i would watch it even if they didn't do anything they just sat there and talked the whole time you know that's fine with me take our favorite characters and just put them on screen i'll watch anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i think they could do something, they could do something like um like a space ghost, coast to coast, and pretend like it's a silly little talk show with just Star Wars characters. That, uh, that would, would be pretty be, ridiculous. Actually, that
1: would be amazing. Give it to me. I want it.
0: just have somebody hosting, and then, like, every week it's a different Star Wars character that shows up. Fantastic. I love it. Pay me. Pay me, Spell my got ideas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Hello, I'm here. Listen to what I have to say. <laughs>
0: amazing i mean it was cool i mean star wars day may the 4th it was maybe not as crazy as some of them in the years past and you know given the nature of everything going on i think that was a given but it didn't disappoint
1: either yeah i was wondering if we were going to get any book announcements but we're getting so many books just this year alone already
0: i I mean how many more um, announcements the high republic
1: series (laughs) is like. yeah exactly so we got that so yeah i'm like the news that we got wasn't, like, oh, a ton. Like, it, the thing about rumors is, like, it's almost disappointing when they turn out to be true because you're like, oh, I already got excited about this once. But it wasn't true then, and now it is. But you know what? This is really good news. Um, the little bit that we got was still really great, and um, it was it was a great day. It really was. Like, combined with, you know, um, the new Mandalorian behind-the-scenes series and Clone Wars ending, actually... The fact that we got Clone Wars and then didn't get a whole bunch of news was probably a good thing because I might have just had a heart attack if anything more exciting had happened yesterday, so you know maybe they just planned it that way that's fine i'm I'm okay with that. you
0: did a very you know you you gave the Clone Wars the ending it deserved instead of burying it under like this all this other wild news because look Tycho being a director like that's that's pretty big news. Yeah, it was already a rumor, so it was like, because I think there was even the comment somebody where uh, one of the people in the Slack chat was like, "Didn't we know this already?" I'm like, not officially.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Happy uh, Star Wars Day and Revenge of the Fifth to you, Meg. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening in to the Dork Side of the Force podcast, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Bye.